Hey you, come here. I want to tell you something. Do you ever want to be who they want a podcast? Then all you need is Anchor. It's the easiest way to start, and it's free. It has access to tools right at your fingertips. Plus, Anchor does the distribution work for you. You heard me, for you. So all you have to do is download, record, and upload. That's simple. Join anchor.fm today and get to podcasting. Mwah. You're now tuning into the Who They Want podcast show. The show that does everything they don't. Real talk with real people. Let's go. Mwah. I'm used to being a doormat. I'm used to people just wanting to be around me, wanting to be with me because they want stuff from me. But me as a person, I was always used to being the person that people can come to for stuff, but I never was comfortable coming to people for stuff. So for me to ask somebody for something, just know that it took almost weeks, years, months for me to get the mustard to ask somebody for something okay and so um yesterday i had asked somebody for something and for one i don't like to be ignored either like if i'm talking to you just let me know you heard me and then we understood but you're ignoring me and then when you finally do wake up to hear what i'm trying to say about an hour to two hours later, you cussing me out and yelling. So that made me feel some type of way because I already feel like I'm begging you for assistance, for help. And then you wake up, you cussing me out. And so I internalized all that to where now I'm hitting on myself because I shouldn't be in a place where I have to ask you to help me because of my health issues. So that made me mad. So now it's beyond you helping me and not helping me at the time or whatever. Now I'm to the point where I'm hating myself and that has went to the point of now I'm ready to decide which options I need to choose to end my life because I'm tired of being here because what's the point of existing when you can't even do certain things for yourself. So that's what I was dealing with. Now when someone a friend of mine or anyone comes to me and tell me they're now feeling suicidal and they want to kill themselves the last thing I would say is you're overreacting you're just talking shit if you're gonna do it then just do it so last night I grabbed my keys in the middle of the night and I went to my car because I was to the point where I was like you know what fuck it why not so then I'm just constantly debating with myself trying to find reasons of why I need to be here my daughter is always my go-to reason but Mm -hmm. then it's bad whenever you start having 
those conversations of well if I go she'll be okay because so and so could step in and and that kind of stuff so it it was tough so I got over that still feeling some type of way but I was at least able to sleep got over it today's sister birthday she wanted me to drive her to my mom's house, which I did. I got her. I brought her to my mom's house. My mom was going to cook. I said I would get her a cake and all, all this stuff. So we get through. She went to go pick up her friend. said, okay, me driving her to go pick up her friend to come over here. We was talking about her friend's mom. I was like, yeah, her mom is like ghetto. Like she's off. Uh-huh. She to try to fight me. So then my sister was like, yeah, that was bullshit on how you did that, whatever, whatever. And I was just like, no, it's not bullshit on how we got into it over the phone. I said because your friend, which is the one we were going to pick up, was disrespectful to me. I had my sister's friend stayed at my house. And she uh-huh. was using my daughter's phone for almost six months. No bill, no nothing. She just took my daughter's phone one day and was using it as hers, calling niggas and everything on this phone. Right. So one month out of the six months she had it, the phone got disconnected. And I was like, do you have some money to put towards the phone bill? She gave me $20 to put towards the phone bill. Then I wound up switching phones within like the same day or next day. Switching phone companies. When you switch phone companies, it takes about 24 hours or so for it to switch over. Right. Right. So she was tripping because the phone was messing up. And the new phone that switched over to, I still had it because it was still in the process of transferring. So when the girl got mad, she was like, well, I paid you for the phone. How am I supposed to get in touch with my mom and them? I said, first off, the money you gave me was for the previous month to pay for that bill, which was why the phone was cut off. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Right. You haven't paid me for this month. You paid me for last month, not even for all the other months you had. Thank you. So then you came at me, well, how am I supposed to get in touch with my mama? I was like, well... How could my daughter get in touch with me? She's at my mom's house right now. She can't even call me because you're taking over her phone. So I felt the way she came at me was disrespectful. I paid you and this, that, and the other, whatever. Then you had your mama show up at my door trying to fight me. So give me my phone. That's how that happened. Exactly. Let's point out the red flag. Mm -hmm. You gave me $20 in six months of use. Exactly. Like you, you're not thinking about that being grateful of what I've allowed you to do. Agreed. You just got an attitude that you can't get over on me now. So I said, fuck it. So in my sister named head, I was taking up for my ex side. She was speaking for me and all this and that. No, I spoke for myself and I said, I'm not going to allow you to fuck me over. That's way in the past. We didn't got over that now. Right. Like me and the girl, we cool now. We didn't got over that. So why is my sister now in the back yelling? No, what you did was wrong. That's not how. So I said, okay, you're raising your voice. Now my voice is raised. Why are you tripping? 
the person that I'm talking to is on my sister's side talking about, you just need to chill out. You're loud. You're this, you're that. How am I loud? Because I am explaining to you where I'm coming from in a situation. I said, I don't know what kind of conversation her and my ex might have had about the phone and stuff, but between the conversation me and her had with the conversation, I felt she came at me rude. And you're saying under my house rent free, you're using my daughter's phone for free. You came at me rude. So I said, fuck it, get out of my house and give me my phone. Plain and simple. Right. So all that squashed. So I'm talking to my sister, like, why are you tripping about something that didn't have nothing to do with you? You wasn't involved in the situation. It wasn't your phone. Why are you still tripping about it? So she's screaming, crying, and everything in my back seat. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to pick up the girl. Just turn around and bring me back to mama's house. I said, you want to go back to mama's house? So I started hitting the U-turn. She's still yelling. <laughs> I said, well, if it's an issue, you can get out right now. So she gets out the car and start walking down the street. Word. And they talking about I'm tripping. And all I'm sitting here no, is I'm like, gonna change that narrative. No, you're not tripping in this situation. Thank you. Because I'm sitting here like, all I'm trying to figure out is why are you still pissed and mad about something that happened in the past that didn't even have to do with you personally? And you attacking me saying I was wrong for the way I acted in the situation. No, no, no. See, what happened when you analyze a situation like this, what happened was you did what was best for you and you and your household, your serenity, your peace and everything. Six months of using a phone, you don't have this phone for six months since this is the prime objective of the situation. Six months. And the only thing I asked you to do was contribute to the bill. I got the rest. Just put in for what you used up because this is how I keep in touch with my child. You trying to keep in touch with God knows who. And I'm just at this point, I'm fed up. So now the best situation to resolve both parties is I'm going to go switch companies, which ultimately means your $20 is no longer valued. Exactly. And And so I'm just like, okay. So then she's walking down the street like a retard. My friend's sitting here like, you tripping. You need to go get your sister. And you're just the one yelling. And But you're yelling. So I'm yelling because I'm matching y'all's voice, y'all's tone. So now it's the I'm yelling thing. And then you want to tune me out by cutting on the radio, my radio in my car. Hell no. Now you really got me fucked up. So now we didn't cross the whole nother issue because now you're disrespecting me. And you're disrespecting me talking. So my sister called my mom. She was crying. My mom's like, y'all need to just calm down. We're supposed to just be having a birthday party and all this. And and I'm at Granny's house and she overhears this. And I'm like, I really don't give a fuck at this point because when it was my birthday party, y'all was out of town. Nobody was here to celebrate my birthday. I didn't get a cake or nothing. Now, I done went and got a fucking cake and I done did all this shit for her fucking birthday and she crying over something that didn't even have to deal with her and you want me to turn back around and kiss her ass so my mama told me she was somewhere which she 
was it? So it took me a whole nother 30 minutes to find her because she on the other side of a gas station where I can't even see her from the street, stupid ass. So then she talking to her boyfriend like I just did so wrong. And I'm sitting here like, I'm really to the point where fuck it. Fuck this birthday and everything with it because y'all don't give a fuck about me. Y'all just want me around when y'all can use me, honestly. So I'm over it. So I'm to the point where fuck the person I'm talking to, fuck my sister, fuck everybody. Because I didn't, I'm already done had it with this person because if we're talking, this person is younger than me. And I had to talk, I had talked to some people before I talked to them. And I realized that this ain't gonna work. We make a year in April. I didn't figure it out just recently in these past months that this person is not matching me where I need to be. Okay. And instead of you saying, I'm gonna try, this is their excuse. Well, I'm young. I've never had to deal with this. I'm still learning. You're teaching me. I shouldn't have to teach you. You not are an adult. Stuff. Like common sense stuff is like really no. See, that's what you're an adult in those matching energy situations. Don't sit there and wait for me to hold your hand for every given moment. If that's the case, then I'm not that type of particular person. You're looking for parental figures, and I ain't trying to be a parental figure. Not if we're trying to be on an intimate, personal level of building a future together. Like we have. To yeah, like I'm. I'm not that one because I am a. I am. I could be sometimes very harsh. I don't mean to be, but it's because I'm direct and I see your potential and I see where you can grow. Absolutely. And sometimes if I see you acting babyish or something and You're I'm just like, I'm that friend, you need to grow the fuck up. I'm sorry. And so we miscommunicate a lot. Okay. And so when I have my moments, like I did last night, where I'm asking you to help me with something and you're ignoring me and now I feel like I want to kill myself my love language is act of service so if I grab my keys and go run to go sit in my car you don't know what the fuck I'm going to do in my car so as someone who supposedly care for me get out of the bed or get and, up yeah, and come see what's to. going on it's an obligation at that point you slept through the night to get out like your bed when your mate is wrong. gone. <laughs> so I just feel some type of way about that. Right. And then in moments where hey, I feel I like I should, should be supported, like this instance with my sister, you should be like, just calm down. It's not a big deal. Y'all tripping. Don't start yelling at me saying, you're the one yelling. You're the... You should support me in All front right. of me everybody and if we have an issue then we take it behind closed doors you should never attack your mate in front of others like no even if no. i'm overreacting like if even if i'm overreacting after the fact you pull me aside be like babe you know you really was tripping but yeah. in front of people so now i feel like i gotta defend myself against two people instead of one and you're supposed so to be on my side exactly so now i feel like i can't even trust you so that's just where I'm at at this point because I feel like <sighs> it's my fault because my rule was never date anyone younger than me. But I was like, I'm going to give it a chance. You seem nice. I wasn't looking for a relationship. Honestly, still not. I'm still, I don't even know how we didn't got this far even talking because I just got out of a very abusive relationship. So I never was even looking for a relationship. 
Right. And so I'm still kind of like dipping my toe in the water, even though we've been talking for this long. And it's really hard for me to fully commit because I'm seeing all these red flags. And then when I tell you stuff that's going on that I feel needs to be changed, your excuse is, well, I just don't know. I never had to do it before. It's not, well, I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to try to change. And right. then the first thing you say is, well, I be telling you stuff that's that's wrong because I want you to change it. Me to change it? That's not how relationships work. No, no, we both no. need to change. Bingo. You got stuff going on that you need to change too. We both got to make the effort to change. So it's a lot. And then this with my sister, like I'm dealing with that one night and then this with my sister today, I'm just like, the fuck wrong with humanity? Like I can't be the one tripping. And that, ladies I'm, and gentlemen, is a welcome back to Who They Want podcast show. Now the show can really begin. We let Dazzy vent. Now we can get to what is wrong with humans. And yes. now the show must go on. <laughs> I'm just like, what is wrong with humanity? Like, can I Google that? Do you think Google would tell me? I want to know. I don't even think they have a definite like answer. <laughs> For those iPhone users, you should be like, hey, Siri, what's wrong with humanity? He'd be like, I am trying to discover it myself. <laughs> Honestly, Siri, somebody, Alexa, Alexa, tell <laughs> get me. on your job. <laughs> I need but someone to find that, me. listeners. Like, it's a lot. It is. I it's a lot, it. and especially when you like when you direct with a person, but you're not like over shallow or over exonerating. It's like. You should have respected me for the fact that I asserted myself to get to this level. Now, if I have to get a little rational with that level, you should still be like, I I ain't never seen this side of you before. You're hurt about something or there's something we need to address. What can we do to resolve this issue? That's the level we need to get to, too. But my thing is, like, I will say it nicely for a good five or six times, but seven, eight, nine eventually the sweetness of saying it's gonna go away and i'm gonna just be like look you need to straighten up hello (laughs) that's what i'm saying and i think that's the misconception people have with you is that people just automatically assume that you just this pushover retype of person to a oh she'll say it but you give about five to ten minutes she'll forget she's saying it and we'll be on to something else but when you stand your ground on this firm issue it's like Oh, you overreacting today. I ain't never seen you just really get mad and push somebody out your house. Like that kind of issue was like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, when it involves family, that's a different plateau because you're supposed to be my ride or die, not looking at me, belittling me more in an ecstatical situation. Like you said, in the venting status of this show, it was just like, I'm shocked that you would even have the audacity to look at me like I'm the one in the wrong when this whole situation is wrong yeah i'm like you're my sister you're my mate like you we we supposed to be cool because at the end of the day i would do that for them i don't care if you about to fight somebody and you wrong they said the color green you said it's yellow and i'm looking at it and know it's green god damn it, we both gonna fight her <laughs> it's, yellow. She, it's yellow no it's yellow now when we get in the car and be like sister you know that was kind of green but it's all right. We beat her up, but 
That's my motto for life. Like, I've always been like that with friends. If I put you in a situation, like Kevin Hart say, if I'm with Harry and we got a cold word, I'm sticking to the cold word the whole entire time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you don't even have to tell me you didn't put me in a lie. You just got to call and be like, yo, they asking if I was at your house all night. Tell them what we was doing. I'd be like, yeah, they was here all night. We ate popcorn and everything. You want to see still picking up stuff off the floor from last night. Like, yeah. You <laughs> Broke my toilet. I don't know. We don't be saying something. That was sad. You just go, because once you're at that level of trust, it's like, I can say it and they're going to believe it because the story was just so amazing. Like, the art of storytelling, people, is just to make it so believable that even if it's a lie, you still sucked into it. Like, mm-hmm. you did that for real? Knowing none of this happened, but a person so sold on that? That's what trust yeah. ultimately leads to. Had them believing. Like, they got to be like, dang, man. What's that over there? Yeah, he was like, stick to the story. People, I really, I really don't know. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I know it can't be me, listeners. If it's me, by all means, somebody, please find Mr. Zavi on Instagram, something and message me and be like, nah, sis, you was wrong. Like, <laughs> but I really don't feel like I was wrong. And I wasn't yet. I honestly wasn't yelling. Like, yes, I was passionate about speaking. Because I was very confused, but normally my voice is super soft. Like people always, can you speak up loud? I can't hear you. Right. But then when I speak in the normal tone for it's everyone else's tone, now it's oh you you yelling, and I'm like I'm just matching your tone. I'm matching your level. Like um, it's a character development it. thing. I think it's like when you step outside of your normal traditional character. It offends people because I've been that way to myself and I'm very soft-spoken on a lot but when something's like an offensive issue and I feel like I got to get abrupt about it then you'll see a different side from my usual like lower tone and then I started to elevate and put a little bass in my voice and like oh well who got you all in a bunch it's not about who got me in a bunch it's about I'm telling you the situation the way it went down in the right order of it and you gonna look me in my face and call me a bold-faced lie Exactly. And we family at that? Family. You was supposed you to call me a lie after the situation was over and we go ride and go get lunch and then you look me and go, oh, stay, you know you was wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll handle that. We'll handle that out the way family's supposed to work. We'll talk, laugh, whatever we got to do to get that issue out the way. But we're not, what we're not going to do is go on an angry heart mood of, Oh, you just was wrong and you just crying. Don't make me look like I was crazy because I'm never crazy. I'm not. <laughs> and neither are you. Exactly. And then I could see if this was fresh. This is a fresh wound. We still got the band-aid on it. This been healed for almost two, three years. I left my abusive ex going on almost four years ago. So that was back then. Why are you still feeling some type of way where you crying about it on something that didn't involve you? That's why I don't I don't get it. So that means you've been having <sighs> hatred. That means there's a bigger issue here to where it's not even about that. Somewhere you feel like I wronged you on something 
and you just trying to right. recreate these moments of trauma, you know, in your shadow box, you like, oh, let's go back to this particular time period where this happened and I feel like you were wrong. And now I'm going to tell you four years later that you were wrong, but I never said it then. I'm going to say it now because you're doing so much better in your life and I need you to have some trauma because I'm going through some trauma. Exactly. Like, why you didn't bring it up then? Like, I can see if the person still felt some type of way about it. You want your $20 back, honey? Here you Thank go. You. That's nothing. My thing is, is what's, what's really the big deal? And then now I got to go home and sit next to somebody that I feel, now you ain't on my side no more. You're a traitor too. You done committed treason. I can't trust you now. Exactly. So now all my this camp. is going to be going in my head. I'm like, okay, you treason, you treason. Y'all can't be trusted. So when I start saying, finding some Fs to say to you, you're going to be really pissed. I'm like, what? I don't get it. Like, I need my mothership to come back and get me. I, where's my distress button? Like, you know, there got to be a button that phone home. I need an ET finger, something. something. Hello, y'all left somebody. Y'all left me. <laughs> I know I was supposed to be to on the ship at I... seven. Like, I, I missed it. I, I was on, you know, color people time. Just come get me. <laughs> my sentence is over. Punishment is done. Where you it's at? Done. I cannot do this. I tried. I followed the guidelines. They didn't listen to me. I'm done. I'm walking I'm away from saying, it all. Like, I, I don't know what other kind of research I could do on this here uh, earth. And then you put me in America. That's like uh, the ghetto oh, of the earth. Like the ghetto, you put me in the ghetto. They have, it's ghetto down here. You know what? That's crazy. I think me and Jay Tad was discussing that earlier today, and he calls me. He goes like, "Bruh," he was like, "What is going on in the world?" Like, because we was trying to still get down to the bottom of the issue of the whole what really made Donald Trump a villain type of situation. We was trying to cover that, and it was like so many things he was throwing at me. So I'm like, "Bruh, we need to come together and put a list together and just podcast it and work it out through podcast." He was like, well, you good at doing that. Do that part. I was like, yeah, because we're still trying to figure out the mysteries of living in America that I don't even think America know why they in America. <laughs> well, I mean, all that Trump did, when you ask me, and this is my opinion, I'm putting my quote, quote, trigger warnings up because a lot of people say don't talk about politics, don't talk about religion. And so I got my quote, quote, trigger warning up. But if you follow Trump from before he even thought about running for president, he himself was always a Democrat. He supported Hillary, all this stuff. He said if he ever was going to run, he would run Republican because the voters and the people are, they're going to just vote him in. All he has to do is make them believe he's Republican, all this other stuff, which is ultimately Mm. what he did. Correct. He he ran Republican. He gave them what he wanted. Right. And he got in. Now, my thing is, is when he got out, he handed it over to Democrats, which he was, in the beginning, Democratic. Trump never really told these people 
to be racist, they was already racist. They already had these feelings. They just thought that because of now we got Trump in office, we can expose this because Trump was in office not really giving a care. Whenever someone made him mad, he was on Twitter cussing them out. He was like, oh, somebody breaking in your house, shoot them. Oh, they don't want to listen to you cops, shoot them. That's just him talking how he talks. He's not right. saying, oh, let's be racist, let's do this, do that. Now, granted, he did say some questionable stuff that could be taken racist. He may very well be racist. Frankly, if he is, I don't care because he's not going to say it to my face. But my thing is, is y'all mad at Trump because y'all feel he made America racist, but he didn't make America racist. All it did was expose the racism because now these people that were in the closet with their racism now had the audacity to be bold with it. Now they want to approach you and be bold with it. Now they want to call you the N-word to your face and don't think they can't get these hands. So that's not Trump's fault. That's their fault. Because they think now it's time to come from under the rock. See, thank you for finally giving some truth to the light. That's the only answer. If you heard our last group podcast, people, that's the only answer me and JTAG was really trying to get to. We was looking for this answer right here. And for some reason, people have really gotten so tongue-tied or afraid and I think that's what the initial problem is. Like people are so afraid to just say it. Just go ahead and put it on the table. Just say it. Quit looking for stereotypes. Quit looking for the judgment, the finger pointing. Just say it. Rather it's right or wrong. There's no right and wrong in a triggered opinion. I yep, feel like and this that's is why the fact I put my I quotes up there. Because I'ma be me. I'm sorry. Like I like y'all, I'm sure y'all didn't hear me enough on this podcast to know that sometimes I'm going to say some crazy wild stuff that I probably shouldn't have said. And if it offended you, I'm sorry. That's why I always try to say trigger warning beforehand. But honestly, if that's how you feel, if that's what your opinion is, that's your opinion. Like, why sugarcoat it? Because when you sugarcoat things, that's how it could get misconstrued or confused. And then you're mad at somebody because they misinterpreted what you said. But that's because you tried to say it pretty. If it's a spade, call it a spade. Don't call it, oh, it's a black little, looks like a leaf thing. No, it's a spade. Right, that whole cold idea thing and stuff, it's annoying. (laughs) That's just people. I think that's just society. You know, society is so subliminally afraid to speak up. Because they're afraid they're about to lose their home or they're afraid they're about to lose their job or something just because they spoke one valid opinion. Like, I like being different. And I like that you like to be different. Like, I mean, man. I try to really just pride myself on honesty. Like, if I, if anyone knows me, you done business with me, you talk to me, you've been in a room with me. I want them to always say that she was honest or she at least spoke honestly from her opinion of things because I'm human. At least I I might be human. I don't know. 
I still think I don't belong here. And if y'all are listening to me up there on my planet, please come get me. But at the end of the day, I am human and I do have an opinion that could be wrong on a lot of things. And so if I'm wrong, I could admit I'm wrong. You could come to me and say, Mistress Dazzy, you wrong. And I'll say, you know what? Let me analyze it. You probably right. I was wrong. And get over it. But, not but you can't be mad. I'm going to back her up and I'm going to be like, you know what? No, you are wrong. Right. And I'm going to dab you up when we go and have drinks afterwards. So I'm going to be like, you sure had my back. Don't come to me. Right. Like, don't be petitious. Like, oh, you were wrong. Why was she wrong? A person that will say you're wrong has to give you like a definite why. Like, that why has to really make you step back and go, "Mm, so I was wrong. Don't just give me no, like, oh, you was wrong because you said it wasn't going to rain today and it ended up storming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, even the newscasters be wrong. How many times they told us we're going to have a, a cold front and it was hot the next day? Like, come Every on, day people. Of the week at this point in life. Let's just be honest. They tell you things and you be looking at it now. Like, that's why I can't find no trust into it, that system now. Like, I don't. Mm-mm. Like, right now, I'm going to give the listeners an update. My sister and them are packing up everything and they're leaving my mother's house. As if this argument we had really just destroyed her birthday. And that's going to be the narrative that they're going to write. Oh, yeah. That's, that's you know, and you go down. I don't get it. You're not supposed but to. But I'll it. be the bad person. That's okay. You know, Alexa. They need people like you. <laughs> I'm just like Alexa I need you to google that because at the end of the day I'm confused and I, I I'm just like everyone like we I was in a um a sociology class okay when I was in college and I had she was by far the best teacher I wish I could have took her for everything she was amazing but um when we first got into the class she asked us how do you know what you know? Mm-hmm. And she was asking us hard questions like, how do you know Christianity is real? How do you know this is real? And she was going around the whole class asking. And people would be like, oh, well, I know this is real because I've been going to church all my life. Or my parents told me this when I was growing up. And this exactly. and that. But the question is, how do you know that what they told you is right? And you can remove the subject of religion or anything. But if, like, I'm from the South, and we, we think crazy stuff in the South. We, I mean, I'm, I'm yes, born and raised in Louisiana. And so, like, um, they used to always tell us, if you brush your hair, don't ever throw it out the window. Because if a bird gets your hair, it's going to make you crazy. They'll take your hair. They'll build a nest. It's going to make you crazy. So you take your hair out the hairbrush, you burn it. Now, nobody ever knew why people came up with that. So, oh, why you burn your hair? Because my my grandma told me, you know, don't throw it out the window. Or one that's more popular is you never put your purse on the floor. Because you put your purse on the floor, you're going to always be broke. How how do you know that? Oh, because my grandmother told me that. My mama told me that. When we were little and we put our purse on the floor, they fussed at us. They whooped us. We got in trouble for that. 
But have you ever done research? Do you know that to be true? Have you ever tested it? Have you been bold enough to leave your purse on the floor for two weeks and see if you don't get no money? Like, how do you know what you know? And that, like, what she taught us in that class, it really stuck with me because when you think about it, people have beliefs. We have beliefs that everyone generally believes based off of your race, based off of where you live, based off of your age group. Like it's a whole bunch of things that could make people believe the same thing. But at the end of the day, where we always get in trouble is because we automatically think that other people believe the same things we believe, but they don't. Because the way we come across our beliefs is we live them, we have experiences. Someone told us this, but that person that you're thinking thinks just like you never had those experiences you had. They never met the people you met. So their beliefs could be totally different, but you're thinking they think the same way you do. So then you're mad when y'all don't have the same thoughts. Like, it, it, I don't know. It, it's so deep. You're right, like, though. That's just, you're right. That's just, you know what I'm saying? As you were saying earlier, if we're gonna call the spade the spade, let's put it on the table and call it the spade. Like, yeah, we have so created in the South, we have created these quote unquote what superstitions, these beliefs, these you know wild imaginations of this is the laws of being Southern, like basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to where like you share with somebody else and they're gonna look at you like, nah, I ain't come up off that belief. You know, we do yeah, all. The I've never heard that. Because I have friends that have the whole New Year's Eve thing of don't leave nothing wet around your house. And if you do, you'll wash somebody out your family and all this and that and all these. Yeah, know. don't wash clothes on New Year's Day or something like that. Yeah, like all these things. Then I'd be looking like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I never understood it because you never gave me a definite like where that come from. And just like you just said, as soon as you asked, they'd be like, oh, well, my mama told us this girl, though. And you go, again where did this originate from <laughs> mm-hmm. like it I reminds mean, me of the water boy like he went to college and they was talking to him about the alligator or whatever and he was like my mama said and it was like well your mama is wrong <laughs> the medulla of the castle. <laughs> he was so serious he was like no he didn't he charge him like I want to say that he got up and he like tackled. Yeah, the he did. Something. He speared. He speared the professor like no Colonel <laughs> Sanders. Mama's right. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it, and that's how people be like when you be telling them, nah, that's not right. They be so serious, like they want to fight you over you wrong, sis. I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Because. I we've experienced that here on the show. Like it's been episodes where I'm a little blindsided to it when it happens because I'm like nine times ten I'm typically silent maybe forty percent of the show. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when you stuff like to goes, be like Hugh Hefner, you just like to sit, smoke your cigar, and let us it, just exactly. go crazy. And let the show be the show. Like that's how I operate here. That's my niche. <laughs> Like, I put the plan together, I executed it, and now I'm going to see the results. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. so when 
opinions get cast out on the show when we're doing group activities and one person feel like oh my opinion gonna really validate everybody else's opinion it becomes like this rationale moment like i get blamed like huh what did i do wrong it's like well you allowed this person to come on here and sit here and you knew so and so didn't have you know good vibes with them i'm like I didn't see no negative moment. Everybody got a cool intro. Where did it go wrong? Like, right. point out to me where it went wrong. It went wrong when you put it together. I'm like, okay, so I'll disband the group. Again, you disband the group. First thing everybody's gonna say, why did you disband the group? I love everybody. I love everybody. I'm like, you know what? I give up on this fight. I do. Yeah, I'm done with people pleasing I, since that's the subject of tonight. Like I'm done just being tied up in this tug pull, tug pull. It has to be this way. It doesn't go that way. I'm just like, you know what? Whatever happens on podcast from now on out, if it's a group activity, I will for now on just produce that. I will not host. I will produce. That means my camera will be off and my mic will be muted during group episodes. No, you need to be like Walmart. If you're working at Walmart, do you think your boss cares if you are on a schedule with Karen and you don't like Karen's haircut? No, you come to work, you're on the schedule. And if you don't show up, you get fired. Like, hello? You don't need to be muted and just produced. You need to just be like, look here, I don't care to whatever's. Whatever word you can insert in that underline, what you got going on with said person, you want to be on this podcast, you're going to put it aside. If they say something you don't like, you're going to agree to disagree, we're going to move on. We're going to build a bridge, we're going to move on, we're going to put a pin in it. Like somebody said, I think my daughter was watching Bolt one day and he was, she was asking him if he could take the dog home or something. And he was like, oh, how about we put a pin in it and we'll come back to that idea later. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. We going to put a pin in it. We going to talk about it later. You got an issue with it? We'll talk about it later and keep it moving. After the podcast, you could unkin all that stuff and y'all can let it all out. But right now, you got a job to do. Right. <laughs> you know me. You, like, you're Virgo. I'm Pisces. So my emotional mm-hmm. state, even as a male Pisces, is like, I still don't see where the problem lies. Because I'm, I've already been gifted as the co-host that's always like level-headed and cool, calm, and collective. So I'm like, when drama arises, I'm like, I don't know where to put the blame at. Like, I just don't know. And it's not because I don't care. It's just the idea. I love anybody I interact with. Like, I'm just attached to it. Put the blame on the person who starts the drama. If you offended by the drama and you started the drama, I'm blaming you too. Not just you. Not just you. Because it takes two to tango. Right. Now, favoritism. We're going to remove favoritism. And it's funny because I'm a Pisces moon. And so I understand how Pisces work and how y'all think because that's my moon sign. And so I get it because I be like you sometimes. But my Virgo side steps in sometimes and be like, "Let oh, it's my time. Let me zoom in and take control of this situation because your sweet side 
it's going to let them get over on you and then it's going to be too much. So let me time in. Right. See, I need that tough character that's going to pull me like, hold on, because you about to let your guard down a little too low <laughs> and they're going to sucker punch you right there. <laughs> so I love Like, have them. you researched your other your other signs? Like, your sun sign is Pisces. Do you know what your moon sign and your ascendant sign is? Your rising? No. Or what they I call haven't it? looked into that. No. And I used you to should be look in my astrology it. world. You should, because like a lot of people don't know that we have more than just one zodiac sign and all that corresponds with like the time you were born the day like where the planets were at that time whatever but your sun sign is more so the side that you project to others so you could say your moon sign is who you truly are on the inside how you are um, when you're vulnerable, those kind of things. Then your ascendant sign is like how you are in like business situations and you know, a little day-to-day type stuff. Right. So it's good to kind of see because you can kind of get a full aspect of someone's personality, of your personality, when you can really see like your whole aspect of how you are. And then you're able to see even how other people react in situations because you already know how they are you like okay you are you are leo but you are a gemini moon so i know deep down you bipolar like we can just go ahead and call that spade out so i know when you get mad you're gonna start acting bipolar like i already got it like it's things like that so you might want to look into that and then you can see and then you can start calling upon your other signs whenever you need it that goes back to your shadow work too because your shadow self wouldn't let them people walk all over you your shadow self would put some people in the corner tell them get on their knees and put their nose to the wall in my right. opinion of course you're right though you said that leo thing and i was like Ugh. that's probably why i may have shifted my atmosphere a little too flawlessly my bad, my bad. No, it's all you love. Know. It's all love. I ain't got a no Taurus. We'll say a Taurus. Nah, we're good. I was just saying. Nah, I was just saying. You live and you learn. <laughs> Pisces and Leos are not a great combination at all. Well, you know what? I'm still trying to find out what is my like. Okay, I know I'm a Virgo, but I didn't date a Virgo. That ain't work. Unindebted to cancer. We'll never do that again. That was the worst thing I ever did. Talking to a Gemini now, which I don't know why I would do that because my mom's a Gemini and my brother's a Gemini. I okay. should know what's going on with Gemini. So that ain't working. Let's let's go right. ahead and put that out there who they want. Dazzy and Gemini's ain't working either. So what else is there? What else is I'm good with Tauruses as friends. Okay. I'm good. I'm good with everyone as friends, honestly. But I don't. Is it me? Let me. Hello. Can I press my escape button again? Like, I'm not mending down here. I'm not able to blend with the humans anymore. Like, come get me. Where we at? Where the mothership? You can't. You can't. That's crazy because you say that. And I, you're like the one person I could, I talk about like 24 7. 
I can honestly say this here on who they want. <laughs> they say Virgos and Pisces are a good mix, though. I can tell because that energy you have has really bought me so far. And it's probably <laughs> why I've been so doing all this stuff I ain't never typically do, like run a company and think Fortune 500 and stuff now. Like, See, that ain't got way. nothing to do with me. That's got to do with you. I'm just pushing you forward because I'm being the good friend that I don't have and I'm supporting my friend. It's going to be okay, I'm being Dad. It's going to be okay. That had to be the funniest outside podcast conversation is when I make executive decisions and nine out of ten other than you and Jay and I think, yeah, and I talk to Courtney now. So it's like, if I don't bring an executive decision to y'all, and y'all be like, yes or no, I'll just pretty much make a decision by myself and be like, you know what? This is what we're going to roll with, and this is how it's going to be. <laughs> For real. Look, this is what I said. Hugh Hefner has spoken. So when it came to cash removal, it was like that why comes back up of why am I being removed? Like, you don't see what you just did wrong? Like, you don't see none of the issues we have. You don't see exactly. how the chemistry gets a little tethered when you're on? Mm-hmm. You in time out now. Go stand on the wall. Let me think about if you should be back in your position or not. Right. We need to and see then, if we're going to continue our engagement. Exactly. So when the group, when I finally come to the group like a week later and go, hey guys, how do you feel about working with this particular person? And then once I get like a, a no with an exclamation point, then okay, I know we're not going to involve this person anymore. <laughs> right. And I think that's the beauty of podcasting too, that people got to realize with co-hosting. It's not about who has a permanent position or not. It's about sending information from a specific voice. Like It doesn't matter how it comes. Yeah. I've worked with I work with countless people. Like, I'm just looking at it today, like working from September and heading into February. I'm like, man, I done been introduced to a lot of high clientele. Some people I really want to work with deeper than, you know, podcasting. And then some people it's kind of like, maybe podcasting is the only way we stand. Right. And let's just be honest. When I was doing interviews with my plus size community, a lot of that was personal gain. Because a lot of them was just me being a man and I'm just trying to find me a wife at that time. <laughs> Might have led to a lot of those episodes too. <laughs> and I'm just shooting my shot on the slick, but if you give me a wink, wink, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> it's crazy because Jay picks up on it like instantly if we're gonna work together and he sees me smile too much during the episode. He'd be like, Okay, stay. I see you doing that thing you do. I was like, what? You're smiling too hard. It's like, I do that all the time. He's like, yeah, you smile, but in this episode, you were smiling. <laughs> you was breaking your cheeks this time, bro. Right. <laughs> I was like, was it that obvious? He was like, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. I was like, man, I'm just having fun. Like, that's the beauty again like it's the beauty of being me like being who they want like people keep asking like what is who they want what does that mean to you it can mean a plethora of things it can be anything but to me who they want mm -hmm. is just me 
mastering everything that a lot of people may be afraid to take a risk on. Like, I love being that gambler. Like, if you say no, I'm going to give you 85 to 110% of why it should be a yes. <laughs> it's the same mm. thing with me and you linked up. Me and you linked up in season one on a relationship topic. And at the time, it was my first go around. And what was going on with me at that time? I think I was actually trying to date somebody. That was really where it came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. You never know. Podcasting might just bring your wife to you. <laughs> Funny you say that. <laughs> I love how nobody in the group like literally signed the contracts to well <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> it's like do we, why do we need contracts and verbal be enough? I was like, yeah. Until we get to the stage where we're starting to monetize, then I need some contract signed. <laughs> <laughs> for real. I really want to start monetizing. I'm gonna wait for it. It ain't because it's still kind of just fresh right now. So trying to go too deep into the biz will be like, I don't think you really was, you know, ready to put yourself on that level of bossing up. Because my mind will say, yeah, but then I'll freeze up quick. That's what happened. That's what happened on a lot of projects. Like you and Jay will be my go-to co-host on whatever idea because whatever idea I bring, y'all just like, yeah, sure, let's go with it. <laughs> but then when I worked with other co-hosts at the time, was like, I want to go with this idea. And then they'll say no, because that's not what their comfort zone is. And I get this moment because of their no, I'll just shut the whole idea down when it could have been a beautiful idea for other people. So you have to learn how to pick and choose what content and how to deliver it and who is going to deliver the content because just making somebody work just because you're a friend with them on a personal basis may not be okay to work with them on a, let's do the podcast space mm-hmm. but then it's like a basketball team you know who good at doing three-pointer shots and you know who good at close-up shots you know who's good at discussing something that's more heartfelt or more serious and you know who's good at discussing stuff that's more funny but you just don't have to start catering it you know around that absolutely you're right because my heart let's just be honest my heart is like interviewing is kind of like my thing that's like my go-to like i interview in a heartbeat (laughs) so i dedicated like my weekends is like my interview picks like Wednesdays and Saturdays is kind of like my days but like I want to do a really dope interview mm-hmm. and if I feel kind of like on that anxious level then I'll be like I need you to co-host just be my wingman that's all I need you to do if you want to ask the questions I'm not going to ask then all means ask mm-hmm. but don't get on there and instill my thunder like yeah, big dog ain't gonna say nothing the whole show, so I'm pretty much gonna ask you everything. Like, don't do that on cam. Like, when we on red light, you could say it in the pre-show before the red light come on, and I'll build up my nerve then. But don't just shatter my dream, like, in the middle of a show. 
I'm saying it's mm-hmm. not because it has happened to me on multiple episodes of situations. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I ain't saying I'm saying to hurt nobody. I'm just saying these are the things I can reflect on that helps me build my character. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, too, it comes to a point where it needs to be said that as your go-to host, as your producer, as your CEO, as your boss, I'm not going to tolerate you bad-mouthing me in the podcast or in the situation. If you feel like I was not verbal enough in that podcast, you tell me after that. You don't pause the whole thing and say, yo, you need to be quiet. You need to talk. Or you need to, no, you ain't going to do that. Right. Are you going to be in timeout, nose against the wall, wondering why we haven't podcast and you're not in it? Because at the end of the day, do you think they told Bill Gates, no, we ain't going to make this because we don't like it? No. And if they did, I'm sure they lost their job. You know how many times they did that to Steve Jobs? Like, come on. Every time he came up exactly. with a computer concept that was just like not really a guaranteed moneymaker, you know how many times they still was trying to bite his idea? That's when they fired him the first time from Apple. They bited the ideas that they told him it was a no for just to come back and make it a success or try to make it a success and still needed him in the end because <laughs> it was his Exactly. Problems. And then they look crazy because you're going back to one that you tried to bury in the dirt and ask them for their approval. I love those moments. One thing I'll say is I'm always rooting for the underdog. I love it. I love it with a passion. I love when people count me out and then got to come crawl to me and say, oh, please, your highness, can I please have a piece of bread now? No, because when I was in this bakery making bread, you said it wasn't going to be a famine and you didn't need it. Now you want to come begging for my bread? Exactly. Exactly. See, that's why I love working with you on content because we can get the honest (laughs) truth out on air and be like just as real as we want to be on it. I love that. Like that energy keeps me going and inspired to keep working harder. Remember, because matter of fact, I think we texted one time and I was like, I think I'm just ready to walk away. Yeah, that was after the last time we tried to do a group mm-hmm. activity. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to take my hands off. And he was like, I wish you would. <laughs> Don't make me send my hands through the phone and choke you because I'll right. do it. You was like, <laughs> no, what we do is you get rid of the flaw and then you rebuild. I was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, you got to treat it like a cake. If you're decorating the cake and a piece of the icing messed up, you're going to take your knife, you're going to smooth it back out, and we're going to start over. We're not going to throw away the whole cake. I can see if you burnt it. It was a bad idea from the start. It wasn't established. No, you've done all this hard work. We're not going to throw it away. We're going to fix it. We'll put a pen in it and come back later. (laughs) Exactly. And to me... Like, again, like, I'm so musically inclined to where, like, a lot of my stuff would be, like, you look at who they want as, like, the Temptations. Like, I'd be Otis. Jay will be Blue. I done had a couple of David Ruffins. Let's just be honest. I done had a couple at the time. But that was okay, because with a little more work, I probably could perfect it and mold them. But mm-hmm. 
you can't really mold somebody that ain't really trying to be molded. So you have to like really take your hands off. Like, ain't no sense of putting up that fight. And again, that's what Otis and Blue had to do with David. We tired of trying mm-hmm. to make you, you know what I'm saying, what the group is. The law of no one man's bigger than the group. I apply it here. Exactly. So. And there's only so many times if you keep trying and putting that energy in. Because, like, people get used to that, too. Like, everyone say, oh, they love the chase. There are some people that love being chased. So they do on purpose to, oh, I'm done with this. I'm leaving. Because they like, oh, that you crawl back to them and say, oh, please don't leave. I need you. I respect you. You're needed. But then when you stop giving them that, now they got a problem. Oh, you're not going to beg me this time? Oh, you broke up with me and I blocked you and you're not going to call me private this time? Oh, now I'm really mad because you're not trying to get in contact with me and I blocked you. No, honey, you blocked me and I lost interest in trying to contact you. Thank you. Like, and that's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, people do that and it's crazy. Like, humans, hello, what is wrong with you? Wake up. Absolutely. Like, I was like, y'all try to hate me as a person? Like, I'm not a bad person. It's just when I build a dream and execute the dream, don't put your nightmare in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to allow you to ruin my dream. That don't make me a bad person. That makes me protecting myself. That's all. Like, I have a very big pr- protection mechanism. Like, I don't know. I get it from, like, growing up. Like, yeah, I, I would say, like, I just, over time, you just become this person of, Oh, you get a lot of times I'm silent because I'm the most deadliest at my silence. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit there and let you realize what you did to wrong me while I'm silent. Mm-hmm. My silence is my loudest roar. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that type of for real. <laughs> I'm like that too. Virgos are scared. I tell people all the time, don't let me get silent because the more <laughs> you show me I don't need you, the more I feel like I can't come to you for stuff. The more I'm realizing I don't need you, and now I done lost interest, I done lost feelings. Now you right. wonder why I'm not calling you no more, I ain't texting you no more, because Dang. I done realized already, I done overanalyzed this situation 30 times already, I done foresaw the future already, and I see you not the one. So I done moved on, and I done put my interest elsewhere, and that's how it is. Like, if I'm mad and I'm silent, or I'm laughing, now we done reached a whole nother level of crazy because now I don't even think this is real. I'm looking around trying to see if, if this even is. Are you punking me? Is Ashton Kutcher gonna come out? Because I know this can't be. This can't be real. Somebody like come out and say this is hell date or something. Like I used to love that show. Oh yeah, that was because that was like real expectations of dating, like. <laughs> You gonna see me at my worst, but just know that was a facade for the real me to come out. Like, you couldn't even have a pressure at my worst. <laughs> like, bro, you messed up for real. <laughs> I can't, I can't deal with it. Like, I'm really to the point where, and it's it's crazy because I'm like you. I'm very protective, and and back in my past, especially when I was younger, and all this other stuff, I wanted to protect everyone those I love but now that I've been changed my personality 
I've changed my narrative. Instead of me going to protect all these other people who don't have the same interest in protecting me, mm-hmm. and I'm using my skill, my energy, and my power to start protecting myself right. from these same people who I thought I should never have to protect myself from. Now y'all have a problem. Thank you. Now there's a problem, people. I mean, it's crazy. Like, me growing up, I never, ever got in a fight. I'm sure there's a lot of people that did dislike me, honestly, in high school and stuff. I never knew because everyone, if you talk to them, they'll say they were my friend. I never got to fight. I had some people that I cussed out and all this other stuff, and we might have got to that point. I think I almost got in a fight one time in high school, and what we were fighting over was because I didn't want to be the girl's friend anymore, and she was mad that I didn't want to be her friend anymore, so she wanted to fight me in PE, and my crazy self who don't know how to fight was like, fuck, if I get beat up, I get beat up, but you ain't gonna punch me, so but I never had to fight. And so for me to have my first ever fist fight where I'm really fighting to come from me being in a relationship with someone that mm. I thought at the end of the day, love, like I thought you were the love of my life. I thought we were going to get married. I thought you were supposed to be the person that protected me at the end of the day. And for you to be the person to hurt me the person to fight me, the person to try to kill me, I couldn't fathom that. And so it brought me to this point where not only do you not trust people at all now because you don't know the enemy could come in any form, but it also made me realize that I needed to protect myself because at the end of the day, I went and I protected you endlessly anyone say anything bad about you i protected you even when you beat my ass i had a black eye i had bruises i had all this stuff people still want to talk bad about you i protected you i made myself look stupid and still protected you because i didn't want others to feel that i was really that dumb to still be in a crazy situation i've still protected you in your honor and you betrayed me But no, they didn't betray me. I betrayed myself because I should have been protecting myself. And that's what people need to realize. Don't feel bad because you're protecting yourself from energy that don't mix with you. I don't care if it's your mama. If your mama belittle you every day and treat you like crap every day, why are you still living your life to try to please them? No, protect yourself. Protect your sanity. If the stuff that they're doing is making you depressed and making you want to kill yourself, or if it's your job, then get away from it. Right. If you change that, you change your life. Like, come on, people. I know I need to listen to it, too, but I mean, y'all know I'm hard-headed. So that's why I'm trying to give y'all the knowledge that I know, and maybe y'all could follow it and tell me how it work out. That's the difference. Now, that is the key jewel. Like, no, because you said something that I'm totally sympathetical on. Like, I'm that same identical person. Like, I'll sit there and allow it. That's what people don't realize. That word allow is always going to follow it. 
when you always mm -hmm. get those sidebar combos of why so-and-so always say this about you or why, I was like, you federalize, I'm allowing that to happen. I do it just to get along. Sometimes it's just to keep that person from going to this evil dark stage that I know they can bring out. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take that. I'll be your, you know what I'm saying? I'll be your board for you to throw your knives at for this moment. Just for this moment. Yeah. Don't make it a constant thing. Because then them knives you even threw, I'm gonna start pulling out and throwing back. <laughs> exactly. Like sometimes I'm gonna allow this situation to happen, not because I'm weak, or I'm this, I'm that. No, I'm trying to see how you are. I want to see how smart you really think you are. I want to see how dumb you really think I am. I see your plot. I know how it's going to turn out, but I'm going to go along with it and I'm going to play my part because I'm trying to see something. And that's what people don't realize. Just like when I was in my abusive relationship. And I just, I just keep going to that because yeah. I know a lot of people go through it and a, a lot of people, if you've never been through it, you won't understand it. Right. And so being in both sides, because beforehand I was always, oh, I'm never gonna go through that. Someone hits me, it's gonna be the death on them. I'm never gonna do that. Then going through it hmm. and experiencing it, mm -hmm. I felt the flip side of it. And so people always question me, why are you still there? Why are you still with this? Why are you still doing this? Blah, blah, blah. Y'all don't understand. The moments when I'm trying to get out and I'm trying to escape, those are the moments when it was worse. Those are the moments when my life was in jeopardy. Y'all say right. call the cops. The cops came out and they did nothing. And then when they knew the cops were called, it got worse. So y'all say, oh, you need to get out this, that, and the other. No. What I did was I waited to the moments of, oh, you thought we were all good. We were cool. We, oh, yeah, we still friends. We still... No, because I need you to leave on your own without it being a conflict because I needed my life to not be in jeopardy. So yeah, right. it might not have been in your time, but you're not living through it. And that's what people need to understand. You can't judge somebody else's life and how they're dealing with something because you're not in it. You're not going through it. So you don't know. You might be pushing this person to do this and then they do it because you're pushing them. And the next thing you know, they're dead. Next thing you know, you telling them to leave somebody and then now they left. Okay, I left. I packed up all my stuff, but I have nowhere to stay. Are you going to open your door and let me stay with you? Nope. No, That's because you was just goes. talking. So now what am I going to do? I'm going to have to go live under a bridge. No, I'm going to stay at this house where I at least you know got running water, electricity, and food. I might have to listen to somebody running their lips because they got an attitude issue, but eventually they gonna go sit down and shut the hell up. But at least I got a bed to lay on because I can't depend on you. So that's that's the kind of things that, that people, they don't get. Like, don't speak on stuff you don't know. And that goes back to the, how do you know what you know? How do you know it's so easy to leave an abusive relationship? Have you gone through it? You know someone that gone through it? Or are you just watching something that's on TV? Because Diary of a Black, Mad Black Woman is a very good movie. But how many True. situations do you think ends like that? Exactly. Absolutely true. That's sad. It's sad. Because you're right. And listeners, we know that there's some of you out there that probably listen that go through that. Like, 
sometimes you know what I'm saying you have to wear you have to wear the ugly truth until it thins out and become a beautiful lie like you have to exactly and then it's it's like even if you're going through your situation like you have to be able to like you said protect yourself but you also gotta be able to be open enough mentally to take in all the considerations of someone's situation or someone's decision or someone's anything like you can't just go with the wind because your mama said it like (laughs) they got other things going on in the background that you you gotta take in consideration people like what (laughs) come on humans hello Get it together, cause we still sending out our SOS signals over here. <laughs> we done. I'm saying, I, after today, I was honking my horn. I was like, "Do this work? Do this Sounds help me communicate?" Click clack. Like, uh, do I need to go buy a dog whistle? Something. Yeah. Do I need to click my heels three times and say there's no place like home? Like what? What's going on? I know, and I, you know, what I'm saying, like honestly, like as a friend and as a human being. I can relate to everything that you have tested to. Like, I know exactly how you feel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's just like, don't feel bad. It's just now we come up with solutions that are kind of keep it going a little further. Like, because again, I learned off of you with the whole stop questioning yourself routine. And then after I learned from you and my grandma puts it in her wisdom, it's like, okay, so I did nothing wrong completely at all. And once you get that mm-hmm. mental coexistence, it's like, oh, okay, now I can live my life. I can keep doing what I love to do because there's no guilt trips. Exactly. True. You know what I'm saying? Because we'll sit there and we'll sugarcoat it. We'll cover it up. We'll overlap. And then you talk, because even back related to the podcast type of issues, when I talked to bruh, bruh was like, I don't know why everybody was making it such a big deal when it really wasn't all that. I was like, well, I'm glad you, you know, given the testament to it, because I just needed to, to know if I'm at fault, just say I'm at fault and I'll handle my end. Right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and it really, it really goes down to that. Like, even with everything that happened with me yesterday, today, and all of that, it it really just comes into play. Like, I, I'm not mad at the situation because at the end of the day, the situation, like, is all like it's it's really trivial that we're arguing over something that's old. Mm-hmm. I'm just like confused and and the Virgo in me wants to solve the puzzle and I'm really I'm really just confused like what's the purpose of all that yeah you have to of everything and that's with any situation like me as a person when be, I, I tell people all the time don't come to me with a problem because I'm going to give you solution. Period. If you call me, we're dating, right? You're right. my babe for this podcast. 
and you call me and you're babe i hate this job they ain't paying me enough anyway my boss spit in my face i can't stand it don't come to me with that problem because my first mind isn't going to be oh poor babe i hate that happened my first mind is going to be well quit babe f that job they're not paying you nothing anyway we're going to figure it out if you say no nah, i can't really quit Okay, next issue is, okay, let's contact HR and see if they can get them fired, something. Like, I'm instantly coming up with solutions. That's dope. What I cannot, <laughs> what I can't tolerate is somebody that can't accept that because you want to stay in your misery because you want to wallow in it, you want that sympathy, you want whatever it is. Then don't come to me for your problems because I'm giving you solutions. If you don't agree with my solutions, then we continue working till you find one. But what I'm not gonna do is assist you in your pity. Right. I'm not gonna sit there with you because I'm not a pity party. I don't like being at the pity party. That's boring. I don't like wet blankets. I like to have fun. If I go to a party, I'm turning up, I'm dancing on tables, I'm taking shots. I'm not gonna sit and watch other people dance. That's not how I party. And so I get in conflicts because of that. Because they be like, why are you doing why? And I'm like, because now I don't, I'm confused now. Now you don't confuse my mind because I'm like, if you had a problem and I didn't give you 30 different ways to solve your problem and you're not accepting it and you still want to focus on the problem and wonder why the problem is consisting then why did you even talk to me? Because now I feel like I'm going to waste my breath. So. That was too I'm not that worse. friend. You're you right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that friend. Like, if that's, the, if that's the energy you're looking for, then don't call my line because I'm probably not the friend that needs to be on that end of the conversation. I'm just being real. And you have to be because that's the truth. Because I'm always a listening ear character in my situation. Like, I'm always everybody's go-to vent, like, vent system. Like, there was a period of my life when I was, like, looking at making counseling like a profession for me. This was, like, 2012, 2013-ish. I was, like, that's really what I kind of wanted to do to kind of help people. And then what made it kind of get rocky was you start getting that narrative of, well, you're not fixing stuff in your own personal life. What makes you think you can help fix other people's life? I'm like, cause the story is not about me. Yeah. I'm writing my, my own My life story. ain't on the main screen. It's yours right now. You called right. me. <laughs> I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing my civic duty, my goodwill and putting me on back burner to make sure you live to see the next day. <laughs> right. Like I'm giving you my knowledge in hopes that you're going to pick up the baton and run because right now I'm in a place where I can't pick up my baton and run, but I can give it to you and watch you run and celebrate in your success. Exactly. That's all I want to do. Because you know what I can do when I look back at that story and say, I did that for that person. That's what got me through my trauma. Mm -hmm. I got them through theirs. 
Mm-hmm. That's funny you said that because that was, I was actually going to school to get my degree in psychology before I decided to totally switch and become a CPA. <laughs> but I wanted to, like my dream job was to have my private practice and I wanted to be the psychologist in the jailhouse because what what I was so fascinated in with psychology is the way the mind works. Like mm-hmm. two people could be put in the same situation and act completely different in those Absolutely. situations. And it's all based on like their life experiences and stuff like that. And I wanted to know, like, I want to know what made you tick? What made you decide when someone cut you off on the freeway that you were going to pull out a gun and shoot that car instead of, you know, just going around and say, oh, they tried to make me rap, ha ha, and keep going. Like, that's the kind of things I want to do. And, um, you know, life changed. And I was like, well, CPA is what's making my money. So that's what I'm going to stick in. But my interest still to this day is in that. Like, I want to know. And even though I can always explain what made me tick. I can't always explain what made you tick. But I want to know. Like, tell me. So, you know, I actually, I dig that, though. I see where you're coming from. You just posted me on some theories, though. I'm going to get back to y'all podcast later on some ideas on that one. <laughs> yeah, because it's really, like, when you think about it, like, okay, this person could be in a situation where they're getting kidnapped say you're getting kidnapped this person may react they fight them off they might get killed or they fight them off they get away but then another person might freeze up be scared they get kidnapped right so all those things it all just depends on what makes them react but then when you're looking at the person that fought them off they're you gotta you're looking at their life and just say, maybe they've always been bullied in their life. They always let people walk over on them. And then a year ago, they said, I'm not letting nobody walk over me no more. I'm going to start bulking up. I'm going to learn karate and all this other stuff. And so now somebody holds a gun to their head. They're not going to cower. They're going to fight because I'm not letting no one bully me no more. Then there's the other person that has always been walked on, always been abused. They're used to being treated like crap and they don't value their life so they don't even fight for their own life but it's those things that what make you act or react in the way that you do and it's all your life experiences like it could be something that happened to you as a kid that you don't even physically remember happening but that triggers a reaction I don't know I'm sorry I'm sorry listeners I done ran off no 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 you're good that's we who they want. You already know how they, they know by now. Y'all know, know who since, I am. Y'all, y'all know, know how me. this show runs. <laughs> we can go all over the place and bring you back to where we started from at the same time. <laughs> no, because I yeah, know what you're yeah. saying. Because I used to tell, I used to tell this friend of mine. This was one period where I used to say, "What was my line?" I don't know. I used to have this thing where I felt like I used to relive through deja vu moments at certain periods of certain things happening and I go mm-hmm. they'd be like what and I was like you ever been in a situation where stuff happens to you but you feel like you didn't already seen it happen to you but you're in it now 
So your reaction from envisioning it be totally different from actually walking back through it. Because I'll sit there and go, ah, I know exactly that on this day, this fire alarm was going to go off and I couldn't get out this room. But now that it's going off, I'm the first person out. <laughs> right. Like that type of sense. <laughs> like I, okay. So now that we're in my realm of things. Okay, yeah, so this happens to me all the time. And eventually, like, it always used to happen. Always used to be like, okay, this is deja vu. Or it'll happen randomly. I'll be having a conversation with someone. And my brain will freeze. And I'll be like, I had this conversation before. So it could be that you may have some abilities. I don't know if you believe in those kind of things. But you may just have abilities. So what would be best to do that is keep a journal writing in your intuitions that you're having about a situation, write down your dreams, write down your memories, write down anything that you feel. And then when those moments happen where it actually comes into play, you can see that not only did you already see it, like you've seen the future or you've seen a future situation. And then you can start working on owning that skill to where it can, you know, better your situation. Because right. I see, I see the future and a lot of things, as crazy as it sounds. No, it's not like that so raven at all. But I do have moments where I've seen situations happen. And I wish that I was better at keying in on it and saying, oh, this is this is for sure a sign this is going to happen three weeks from now let me go ahead and plan for that situation but I'm not that good yet I'm working on it but a lot of people don't know that they have these untapped abilities like some people they be thinking oh I'm hearing voices no you're probably communicating with spirits but because your parents said it was evil or you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that you didn't suppress it. So now you're walking around thinking you're crazy when all it is is these spirits are reaching out to you. Or you're sitting here seeing shadows and you're thinking you're tripping when you probably just see spirits. I mean, it, it's a lot of different abilities that people have that, you know, we don't think, we think we're crazy. So you don't speak on it. You don't talk to nobody about it. Then next thing you know, if you learn how to control it, shoot you might be seeing some stuff you might see the future and be able to save somebody in a situation because you're like man you told me you going on a road trip and i seen that that road trip ain't gonna come out the way you wanted to you might not want to go on that road trip and then you you tell them and that saved their life versus they get in this road trip and then the situation happened you'd be like dang i saw you getting in that car wreck I swear I felt like this is deja vu. And you like, no, you actually seen it. You could have prevented it. Like it's so many different things. It is though. When it comes to abilities. That's probably why you really still love is. all the parts of destination movies. As twisted as that statement just was. <laughs> like I used to be a big fan of like Final Destination because at some point I've I would put myself because I'm a movie connoisseur. So any certain movie mm-hmm. I see or an attachment to, I feel like it relates to me in like my living life. Like 
I'm that particular character. I go through exactly the same thing. Might have a different outcome, but that's still me. Right. <laughs> so with, and with it's the final true, destination like, is like you see it and then you go, do you react on it or do you just hush? And that's just then for me, it's like a hush. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's funny because a lot of people think that, oh, let me suppress these these abilities and they're going to go away but all that is doing is making it worse you think if, if, if spirits know you communicate with them and don't get me wrong I, I have that like I have a lot of abilities communicating mm-hmm. with spirits steering spirits all of that I've been dealing with that since I was a kid I've have I could tell you some things that I've been through experience wise that will freak you out but suppressing that it's not going to stop spirits from reaching out to you if you can see them you can hear them if you it's, it's kind of like being a lighthouse when you have abilities you're a lighthouse your light is shining if you don't know how to control that light bulb turn it up or down it's just going to be on full effect right so the spirits are going to be attracted to that they're going to come to you because out of all these millions of people that's walking around, you're a lighthouse. All these other people are dim because they don't have the ability. You have the ability. You're the lighthouse. So if they see you, they're going to come to you. If you're blind to the fact or you're ignoring it or you are not working on that skill, you're going to always attract them because you don't know how to turn your energy off when you don't want to be bothered. You don't know how to turn your energy on when you want to be bothered. So you're going to constantly be bothered. And so ignoring it is the same way. Like having these these prophetic dreams or whatever you want to call it or moment. Because sometimes it's not a dream. It's not, oh, I'm going to go to sleep and see the future. Sometimes it's just a thought. You could just be sitting there and then a thought come up. You'd be like, God, so-and-so is going to call me. And then they call. Or it'll be while you daydreaming you'll be like god such and such is gonna ask me if i want some pizza i think i'm gonna say yes and then they be like yo bro i'm hungry you want to go get some pizza you like man i knew you was about to ask me if i wanted some pizza yeah let's go like that life for real (laughs) right so you probably do have abilities like my little brother i was telling him and he's older now. He he just turned 13. I was telling him he has abilities. And it, it's funny because when I was pregnant, I didn't tell anybody. I barely even knew. And I remember him, he was probably what, three, four maybe? I don't know exactly. But he came up to me. He was like, you got a baby in your stomach. I was like, what are you talking about? There's a baby in there. And I found out I was pregnant. Now, recently, like just today, I was talking about, me and my sister was talking about going to get her cake. And she was like, we'll just go to mama's house and get Bubba and we'll make him go run in the store and get the cake. As soon as we said his name, her phone rang and it was Bubba. And she was like, you're going to live a long time. I just was talking about you. Like, he, I be telling him all the time, you got some abilities. You need to start working on it. And so you got to you got abilities too you you I feel I get strong healing vibes from 
I feel like you were placed on this world to heal people. And that's probably why you have a lot of issues with healing yourself and healing your problems because you have owned into your skills of healing others. And it's a lot easier to send out healing energy than internalizing healing energy. It's two totally different methods that you have to do to do that. So a lot of people are attracted to you because you're a lighthouse for healing. So people come to you with their problems. They come to you for advice. They come to you when they're in need because you are a lighthouse for healing. And then sometimes it gets you in trouble because you want to heal them and you are attached to seeing people get fit. So you take it and you internalize that as love. You internalize that as, oh, I love you. But no, they're not in love with you. They're in love with your energy. They're in love with your light. So as soon as they feel like they're fit, they're going to go. But you were attracted to that because you were fixed on fixing them. You're fixed on healing them. And then once they're healed, y'all could be together and be happy. But it don't work like that because you're that lighthouse. So in a sense, you have to learn how to turn down your energy, your light, internalize it and use it for yourself whenever you're down and you're low, instead of letting other people be access to your light bulb and getting warmth and getting that feeling, you need to learn how to light that light bulb within yourself and warm yourself up. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I am one of my other crazy abilities is, you know, seeing other people's abilities. And, and I get strong healer vibes from you. I'm a healer. I see a lot of myself in you. And I see some very untapped abilities. I feel like you're a healer. I feel like you have instances where you've seen and heard things that cannot be explained. You probably have connections with spirits. You never told me that, but I feel like you probably have connections with spirits where things have happened. Maybe you've been in your room writing stuff or something and you heard a sound. Are you seeing something move? And you're like, uh, did I really just see that? Did that really just happen? And it did. And you've been ignoring it. But uh, yeah, you correct me if I'm wrong, but that's, that's just what I see. I see, I see you in that moment. Like I, I see you sitting probably in front of your computer, writing something out or trying to think of something and you hear something, maybe someone spoke to you and you're like, huh? Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, no, but I you, said on, you dead on the head. That's why I'm in awe mode right now. Because you definitely just gave me everything that I know happens. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, your impact skills are amazing. I scare a lot of people sometimes. Like sometimes when I be doing readings, it'd be like uh okay and I always know when I didn't scare somebody because they didn't got silent on me and I'm just like oh crap they're not gonna come back for another reading I was too real I shouldn't have said all that I was too real now they scared <laughs> yeah they get that because people don't know how to I think that's just people like they don't know how to embrace the true nature of being a human <laughs> like it'll yeah 
because I think when me and you discussed some stuff, you did that on me. It was kind of like, oh man, she knew exactly every you know circumstance or situation that she displayed within that reading. I was like, man, how does she know I'm going exactly through these types of things? <laughs> so once you was like, you need to let go of this negative energy that's that you keep holding on to. It was like, oh, I know exactly what she was referring to. That's what made me do executive decisions related to the show was like that's what my <laughs> negative energy was which it was but I kept trying to make it work like yeah it's still gonna be great it was not great I don't care how much y'all listeners love that person I will not <laughs> I'm sorry I'm being too it and just could not work out for business it never like some of the messages and stuff rather talking or rather reading people's cards or whatever sometimes it's not going to tell me the exact situation it's not like it's going to tell me tell this person don't trust eddie he's going to steal their stimulus check it ain't going to tell me that what it'll probably tell me is hey if someone's asking you to borrow some money or whatever you might not need to do that it's not it's some other stuff in the situation hiding you probably just need to, you know, don't trust that situation. It's not going to be exact. But then sometimes it is exact. Like, I did a reading for this lady. And um, her cards was basically talking about she needs to stop being so hard on herself. She Mm -hmm. needs to trust herself. And um, there was a lot of contradicting relationship cards in there where it was saying, this relationship going good, but this relationship going bad. This person needs a good person to turn to. This person isn't really a good person to turn to. So I just asked her, I said, you know, is there a male you're trying to talk to or whatever? And she was like, oh, I've, I've been married for 30 years. I was like, oh, okay, but that don't really fit the situation. No, and then we talked a little longer. And she was like, oh, yeah, well, me and my husband have been having marital issues. I've been talking to this new guy. And um, actually, I'm going to meet this guy uh, next weekend. I I plan this whole trip to go back home where he stays. And I'm going to visit him while I'm there. Okay, now I get it. Now you done told me why it's contradicting why I'm getting one vibe from this male and then another total different vibe from another male. That's because you're talking to two people. And now I see why you're being so hard on yourself because you're hating yourself for one moment because you're cheating on your husband, but then you don't want to stop cheating on your husband because you're enjoying it. So now it all makes sense. So now I could approach your reading better because I got the full story. So it's kind of like that. Like, it's a give and take. Like, I, I don't know your whole situation, but only you know if it resonates because I don't know the whole situation. Absolutely right. You're it's right. crazy, it's, though. It's like being an HBU victim and they're they trying to explain it to the officers. Like, they need to know everything that we're all that led to this moment. You giving them this whole secret identity talk, like, yeah, I don't know. I probably was with mm-hmm. Joe, but then Billy really did it. But I'm leaning on Joe. Exactly. 
like, it's crazy. You, you can't call. You can't call and be like, oh, I have a friend who, uh, you know, got carjacked and they're trying to figure out how to find their car. And then I'm trying to help the friend. And actually, it's you. No, you need to be honest and tell me because it's going to come out. The cards is going to tell the truth. Can't help but do that. it. Like, you being an empath, you see it. Empath, like, they test you to see if you're going to be, like, totally, truthfully honest. Like, that's their mm-hmm. gift. <laughs> I mean, being an empath, it's, it's a gift and a curse because, like, I was, okay, I was doing another reading for this other lady. Mm-hmm. I, I just got so many stories. And um, her question was, she just wanted a general reading. She didn't have a specific question. Right. And normally, a lot of my readings, I do either through video or video call, because some people, you know, don't want to get on the call. They don't want, like, the live talk. Yeah. So it's still uh, very, very true either way. But for some reason, she wasn't getting my messages. So I was like, okay, call me, and I can go from there. So I gave her the message, and then she asked me, she said, well, did you get anything about my dad? I said, well, no. This one, uh, the card pulled for her relationship. And so I was like, let me just, you know, do another reading for you. I'm, I'm in the reading mood. And instantly, as I pull the cards, I just start crying. And I'm, I'm telling her, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to cry, but... Um, I see he's fighting for his life and he loves you so dear and he's trying to hold on so much because he don't want to let you down and he loves you so much and I'm crying like tears crying I can barely talk to her and if anyone knows me I'm an ugly crier like I have this ugly tone like ugly and then she just started busting out crying. She's like, yeah, he's fighting for his life. And I'm a big daddy's girl and like all this stuff. And I, I didn't know this lady from Adam, honestly. I never knew her. I never knew her story. I didn't know her dad was fighting for his life. I didn't know he was on his deathbed. I didn't know that they said that that they, I didn't know that they said that she, you know, he was, they said they're not doing any medical help for him anymore and all that. But it was like instantly I started crying. And so that's how it is when you're an empath. It's like sometimes depending on what someone's emotions are or whatever, you could connect to that so strong. And so you got to really, like, I have bracelets that I wear to, like, protect me from other people's energies and, and vibes. Because sometimes you can be sitting next to someone who's so angry, they got, they're exuding this anger emotion. And the next thing you know, you walk around angry and you don't understand why. That's right. because their emotion then impacted to you and you like, God, why I'm so angry? You don't even know why. So it's like you got to learn how to protect yourself from that. I mean, it's good whenever I'm doing readings, I take my bracelets off because I want to connect with other people's energy. 
I want to be able to relate to other people's energies and stuff like that because that helps for a good reading and all of that. But in my day-to-day life, if I'm going to Walmart, I don't want to catch Jimmy's attitude that he didn't have with his girlfriend. So it's like a big give and take. Yeah. I mean, it's when you start realizing the abilities that you have, then you're able to protect yourself and then control those things. Because if you walk around and you're an empath, a strong empath, and you never knew you was an empath, you probably walking around with people saying you bipolar. You take your medication and all this and that to control bipolar when you're probably not bipolar. You probably just don't know how to protect yourself from catching everybody else's emotions. So if you walk in the house and your mama mad because the house not clean, then all of a sudden you stumping around with an attitude. That wasn't your attitude. That was your mama's attitude that just jumped into you. So now people looking at you like, what you mad for? You got an anger issue. When you don't have an anger issue, you're just an empath and need to learn how to protect your energies. Possible. Yeah, yeah, very, 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 very. Yeah, I know. I'm definitely going to get into some research, ladies and gentlemen. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another exciting episode of the Who They Want podcast show. Make sure to tune in with us Wednesday when we upload another episode.